comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Okay, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. I'm still going to continue the teaching series on love. Somebody say love. Uh-huh. Love is very powerful and love is very important. Be therefore followers of God as a dear children. Somebody say dear children. Be a follower of God. Say be a follower of God. Say dear child of God. Be a follower of God. Okay. How do you follow God? By walking in love. Somebody say walk in love. Say walk in love. As Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Okay. So, we started by, first of all, looking at part one and part two. And part one and part two, we looked basically at the call to walk in love. Somebody say the call. Say the call. The call to walk in love. God is calling us to walk in love. Just as he loved us and has given himself a ransom for us, even so, he's calling us to walk in love. Praise God. Now, not only is love a call, love is also a command. Somebody say love is a command. Say love is a command. So we move from the call to walk in love to the command to walk in love. Somebody say the command to walk in love. I was saying it in the first service that sometimes you feel like loving people. Sometimes you meet people who are easy to love and you just love them. But sometimes you can also meet somebody that does not look so lovable. And you must still love them anyway. In that instance, you must understand that love is not just a calling. Love is a command. Love is what? A command. As a husband, you may not always feel love towards your wife. You may not always feel love towards your husband, but you must always know that you are commanded to love the person. I was telling a gentleman this week, a couple of weeks back, and I was telling him that sex in marriage is for three purposes. One is for pleasure. Two is for procreation. Three is a duty. Somebody say a duty. Say a duty. Yeah, a duty. A duty. Duty. The duty is when you do it when you don't feel like doing it. Praise God. When you don't feel like that, some women, if you leave them to feel like having sex, you will never have it in the home. Praise God. I'm telling you. I'm t- and there are some men too who are like that. When they are in a good mood, when they are making sales, then they, they, are, they are available. But when things, business is not going, things are not moving fine. When they come home cry, you even look at his face and smile to want to do anything. The men look at me. 
These are things you talk about. When a pastor starts to talk about them, you make your face some way. <laughs> you don't. I mean, nobody intimidates me. Yeah, the people who intimidate me, I will let them go. I want people who celebrate me. Praise God. Yeah. You should be happy that I'm preaching and teaching. Even if you don't agree, be smiling. Those are the people I want. Praise God. But if you squeeze your face, you frown your face, you let me just know that you are not in agreement and I won't like you. Praise God. <laughs> the command to love. Somebody say the command to love. Now, I said that to establish this point because, you see, sometimes people are not lovable. But when people are not lovable, you must understand that you are under obligation to love them anyway. Praise God. The Bible says, oh, no man, nothing. But love. Somebody say, oh no, man, nothing. Oh no, man, nothing but love. So you owe people love. You owe people love. Somebody can do something very, very bad against you when you see them. But tomorrow, if they are in need and you are called and you can help, help them. That is a Christian. That's a Christian. It's not the person who will see somebody who has done something against him. But then he sees that something has happened to him as well. That's not a Christian. That's not a Christian. That's not a Christian. If you, you, even if you feel like that, in fact, when you feel like wanting something very bad to happen to the person, you should pray that God will have mercy on you. Because that's not godly. Praise God. If you are not a good, wicked person, why do you want bad things to happen to people? Am I complicating somebody? Yeah. Because, you see, there are things people do that will bring bad things into their lives, whether they like it or not. There's a law of seed time and harvest. The Bible said, be not deceived, God is no more. Whatsoever a man sows, that he shall reap. Whatever you sow, good or bad. But you are a good man, you sow good seeds. Praise God. Yeah. So, the law of seed time and harvest demands that what we plant, we harvest. So don't go out of your way wishing that people are actually looking forward to the day that something very bad will happen to somebody. It's not a good wish. That's why we are teaching on love. Walk in love is a commandment. Somebody say it's a commandment. Love is a commandment. And you see, to obey the command of God, most of the time people have difficulty with God's command. First John chapter 5 verse 3, he says, and this is the commandment we have. First John chapter 5 verse 3. 1 John 5, 3. Okay, let's keep it here. He said, for true, the true love of God is this, that we keep his command. Somebody say, we keep his commands. Keep his, keep his ordinances and are mindful of the precepts and teaching. These orders of God are not exam or burdensome or oppressive or grievous. The commands of God are not grievous. In other words, this is what it means. It means that what God tells you to do is not difficult to do. Praise God. God will not give you a commandment that you cannot do. That's what it simply means. God will not instruct you to do something. He won't tell you love your enemies when it's impossible to do it. He won't tell you pray for those who despitely use you or people who don't like you. And then you will find it difficult to do. No. Why? Because you see, a difficult person, a wicked person will give you a job to do and will not give you the tools to do it. That's a wicked person. That's a wicked person. A wicked person is the one 
who will tell you, make puppet with wood for me. But I'm not going to give you money to buy the wood. I'm not going to give you money to uh, get the nails. Whatever you need, everything you need is not available. But make sure you should do it for me. Such a person is called a tax master. Somebody say a tax master. When the children of Israel were in Egypt, they were under tax masters. That's what they were doing. But God is not a tax master. God is a heavenly father. Can somebody say an amen? amen? He's a heavenly father who gives reasonable instructions. He won't tell you do something that is unreasonable. Everything God tells you to do, he knows you have the capacity to do it. And even if you don't have it, he gives you the capacity to do it. So having looked at the call to love, the command to love, now we want to look at the capacity to love. Somebody say the capacity to love. Say, I have the capacity. Or say like you mean it. I have the capacity to love. I have the capacity to love. We have the capacity to love. We have the capacity to love. In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, it said, God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love. And of a sound mind. Somebody say, God has not given me, given me the, spirit of fear. the spirit of fear. So ask your neighbor, where did you get your fear from? Where did you get it from? God didn't give it to you. The fear of flight, the fear of death, the fear of tomorrow. God did not give it to you. The fear of driving. May you overcome all your fears. God didn't give it to you. God didn't give it to you. Didn't it? But there is something here. He tells us what God didn't give. But he also tells us what God gave. He said God has not given. When we say something has been given, do you know what it means? It means it is already out. If I have given this iPad to him, this is, I have given it to him. Right? This is, I am giving it to him. I'm in the process of doing so. I have given it means it is already in his hands. Now look at what the Bible says. He said God has not given us the spirit of fear. So when you are confronted with fear, you must know where the source of fear is coming from. Praise God. God has not given us fear, but he has given us power. Somebody say power. Say he's given me love. He's giving me the spirit of a sound mind. Okay. Now, what God is saying here is that he's not giving us the spirit of fear, but he's giving us the spirit of love. So, he has told us to walk in love, and he has given us the spirit of love. Praise God. Praise God. That's it. He's commanded us to walk in love, and he has filled us with the spirit of love. Now, come to uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. I pray that this teaching will bless your heart. He says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. Because he has. He has what? He has what? Oh, say it aloud. He has what? No, he will, go, he will give you. When did he give you? When did he give you? Already. He has given it to us already. 
He has given us the, the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. How many of us have the Holy Spirit? So never say again, I cannot forgive. Tell to anybody, say, I cannot forgive. Say, never say that again. You should be able to forgive everything just as God forgives. Just as God forgives. The capacity to love. Now, there are two ways we receive the capacity to love. One is by birth. Somebody say by birth. Say by birth. You see, when you are born, scientists have discovered what they call DNA. DNA is something, it's like a chip. That contains all the essential parts that makes you, you. When you are born, you transmit or you transfer all of that from yourself into your child. Amen? Uh-huh. That is, so a dark person gives birth to a dark child. A tall person gives birth to a tall child. Uh-huh. So that's it. A fair person gives birth to a fair child. All of that are functions and determined by DNA. So, who you are, what you have, your nature, your characteristics, which they call it a phenotype, it's all a function of the gene type you are made of. Now, when you got born again, when a dog gives birth to another thing, what will it be, a dog or a human being? Talk to me. A dog will give birth to? Monkey to? Uh, cow to cow. chicken to chicken to chicken. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Now, you see, everything gives birth after its kind. When God gave birth to you, he also produced something in you. God is love. Is that not what we are told? First John 4, verse 7 and 8. He said, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loves is what? Born of God. He that loves not knoweth not God, for God is love. So God is what? Love. If God is love, when he gives birth, what would it be made of? Love. So when God gave birth to you, Prisla, he put in you everything that makes him God. So Prisla is a child of God. And one of the things that shows that Prisla is a child of God is because within Prisla is the capacity to walk in love. Can somebody say an amen? amen? That's it. That's it. So you see, don't, don't look around you to determine whether you can love or not. Look within you. The capacity to love is not outside you. It's inside you. And you just have to know how to bring it out of you. A lot of us, you see, for the child of God, one who is born again, your nature is love. Hatred is alien to your nature. What should be natural with you? When you forgive, we should not clap for you. That's what I'm saying. Let me calm down so that you can understand. When you, as a Christian, forgive somebody, we should not clap for you. It should be normal for you. To, it's just like drinking water when you're thirsty. That's, that's, a, that's who a Christian is supposed to be. Yeah. When you drink water, do they clap for you? No. You are thirsty. You just drink water. When you go and we nobody claps for you. It's just natural with you. 
When you wake up and you want to brush your teeth, it's just natural. It's, it's one of those things. It should be natural. Am I communicating somebody? Love should be your natural habitat. People should find it very difficult to uh, hate. It should be very difficult for you to hate people. It should be very difficult for you to not forgive people. It should be very difficult for you to seek to bring people down. It should be alien to your nature. Somebody say an amen. amen. By birth. By birth. So when you were born, by birth, when you were born, it was imparted to your heart. Then, number two, by the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, by the Holy Spirit. You see, the place of the Holy Spirit in our lives can never be overstated. You need the Holy Spirit as much as you need your daily breath. As much as you need what? Your daily breath. In fact, the Holy Spirit is supposed to be within you like your daily breath. Because that is, he says in the book of Romans chapter 5, and hope does not disappoint. Hope not, does not make a shame. For the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. God has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our lives with his love. Somebody say with his love. Say with his love. It, it is great to know that it is his love he has filled us with. So when we are to walk in love, what kind of love are we to express? God's kind of love. That's why you don't love people in your terms. You love people in God's terms. I've said it too many times in this series. Some of us, we forgive in our terms. We love in our terms. But you cannot love people in your terms. You cannot forgive people in your terms. There is only one terms. Minister Ope was speaking and he said, Jesus is the standard. He's what? He's the standard. He is the standard in everything. If you are a Christian, he becomes your standard. When you are walking in love, he's your standard. When you are forgiving people, he's your standard. When you are walking in, in everything you do as a child of God, Jesus must be your standard. Praise God. So two major ways the capacity to love was imparted to us. One, when we were born. Number two, when we were filled with the Holy Ghost. When you got born again and the Holy Spirit came to live within you. Okay. Now, why did God give us the capacity to love? For three reasons. One, because natural love is limited. Somebody say natural love is limited. Love. That's why God filled you with his love. Natural love is so limited. So, so limited. It can't go far at all. Natural love. If you want to know natural love, look at the kind of love people give to those who love them back. In the book of Luke chapter 6, verse 32, he says... If you love those who love you back, Luke 6.32, good news please. Natural love is limited. For if you love, good news, and you have gone where? If you love those who love you, what credit? If you love only the people who love you, how many of you have people who love you? Huh. You know them? May God give you more people to love you. Love them. Love them. Love them. Sometimes, you see, somebody, one of the things that can happen to a person, and it's very dangerous, and watch it. Most of the time, eh, when people who don't love us hurt us, and you are not careful, you will end up extending it to people who love you. There is a certain way that when people who do not love you, 
can offend you. And if you don't take care, it can so affect you that it will begin to affect your relationship with those who you know love you. All of a sudden, you have become suspicious of everybody. You become suspicious of everybody. And that one too can be very deadly. You see, when you are hurt, there are many ways people respond. Sometimes people, when they are hurt, they withdraw. They withdraw. They withdraw. So they are in the choir, they get hurt, and they say they are no longer interested in being in the choir again. They withdraw. Other people too also begin to suspect everybody. Nobody can be trusted anymore. If you see somebody who has written in front of his car, fear woman. <laughs> yeah, those things. You see them? Haven't you seen them? Yeah. Yeah. Suronipa. Yeah. I'm, I'm, all kinds of things. You see, you see um, it's, it's, it's important we understand some of these ways because some of us, eh, we are born again, but subconsciously these things are in our minds. Are in our minds. So we are very, very suspicious of people. You can't trust anybody. You can't trust anybody. And if you don't learn to trust eh, the person who suffers from that lack of trust most is you. If you don't learn to trust people, you are the one who suffer most from it. Yeah, I like the way people are looking at me. Yeah. I did a teaching here some, I think about a year or so ago on dealing with offenses. You, you remember? Yeah. I'll reload it. <laughs> yeah. I'll reload it. Offenses. So, don't begin to, somebody stole money. One of your uh, uh, people who work in your office stole money. Stop talking to everybody as if everybody is a thief now. <laughs> I'm telling you. By the time you realize, some good people have left. Because nobody wants to hang around a better person. You see, the people who hurt us, eh, the greatest uh, pain they can leave you with is when, after they have left, you are made bitter. You become bitter after they have left. I'm telling you. Anybody whose presence in your life or whose departure from your life makes you bitter has destroyed you for good. I'm telling you. He could have been a wife or a husband. Whoever he is, when he leaves you, let him leave and keep your life in, in together. I'm telling you. There are some women, maybe their marriage did not work. Don't try and marry them. Don't try, because if you try, <laughs> your own case will be a worse case. They are so bitter that they have not come out of that place. So, when you marry them, you are marrying baggage. Baggage. Somebody say, natural love is limited. Say, natural love is limited. And, and listen, stop telling yourself, Pastor, the Obinia and Bonida. Because you see, when we talk like this, you are likely to think that, oh, it's very rosy. Most of the time, I don't tell people who, I don't mention them. I tell about people who have done me good, not people who have hurt me. Yeah, because it will help you anybody. That's very important. Very, very important. You will be offended, you will be hurt, but still learn to trust again. Learn to what? Trust again. Let, you see, 
When somebody misbehaves and other people are given opportunity, it, it becomes a check. Usually, the burden leaves you, and now it goes to the people who have been given opportunity. Because at, at the same time, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Please come. Please come. Okay. Very good people. Very good people. I have a shop. All right? I have a shop. And they are running it. Okay? They are running it. And then, okay, you can also come. Three. Three ladies. Yeah. I have a shop. The three of them are running it. Let's say this one, Tofiakwa. Carry some money. All right? <laughs> carry some money, Tofiakwa. It will not be your portion. <laughs> yeah, carry some money. And then I discover it. Okay, this is what I'm saying. I discover it. Immediately, I can take one of two actions. I can easily say that that is what all of them have been doing. Do you know that? Yeah. Do you know that most of the time that's how people behave? Yeah. Immediately. Oh, immediately. Immediately. But this one has a problem. If you've located it, you deal with this one. And you give these people the opportunity. In fact, sometimes the day you make that discovery, that is the day you sit down with them and say, This is what I found. I believe that you people are not like that. Now, from henceforth, the key is in your hands. Immediately. Listen. Immediately, it put a lot of weight on her. It put a lot of weight on her. One, that act makes her feel that you trust her. And for you to trust me at a time somebody has chopped money and you should be sucking ass, that makes the person even more careful. Praise God. Because you see, a foolish man and a bad manager will say, okay, listen, the new people who you are bringing. What forensic test will prove that they are not thieves? <laughs> Take your seat. Praise God. <laughs> it's important. Natural love is limited. Somebody say natural love is limited. Natural love is limited. That's why God has, must give us capacity to love. Number two. Wow. It's impossible to love just as Christ loves us without the capacity to love. I told you last week that the command to love in the New Testament is different from the command to love in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, love your neighbor as yourself. In the New Testament, love as Christ has loved you. Now, to love as Christ has loved us, eh? I am telling you, I'm a pastor. It's not easy. At all. At all. Let me give you an example of how Christ has loved us. The prodigal son carried his father's substance, went and wasted it. And then when he came back, he was still received. How many of us will receive? No, no, you still receive. Oh, lift up, you still receive now. Prodigal, waste all the money, waste all the resources. When they come back, you don't just receive them. The money that is left, you also take some and do party for them. Then you give them new uh, garment, clothes, beautiful ones be than before. To wear, the one you have never worn, you give it to them for them to wear. Listen, nobody will naturally do that. It doesn't occur in nature. Praise God. So if you must be able to do that, 
God must give you grace. God must give you grace. Mind you, if they didn't do it just for anybody. When you read the protocol, hey, pastor, because some, sometimes when I make statements like this and I don't pass a correct disclaimer, people may not understand it. Yeah. I'm not saying, the man opened his arms. The day the child left, he opened his arms and was waiting. When the child repented and came back, that was the condition on which he received him. I'm not saying uh, just uh, be given out, doling out to any prodigal who is not repentant. They will finish everything for you. That's why I'm passing the disclaimer. Praise God. So it's not every prodigal that is prodigal. A repentant prodigal is different from an unrepentant prodigal. Say amen. amen. Very, very important. Very important. The person came for your money. He spent it. Squandered it. And now, when he sees you from this gate, he passes that gate. Then, after service, he comes to you, what did the pastor kind of? <laughs> No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if he's that type who can come to you and say, oh, uh, based on what uh, pastor was teaching, I think that, uh, please forgive me, this is the, the payment plan for now. In the next two months, I'll pay. I like your amen. amen. <laughs> In the next two months, I'll pay. And then truly observes it to pay and pays. After three months, if he says he needs help, that's somebody you should help. Yeah. Am I communicating? Yeah. Does that make sense to somebody? Yeah. That's somebody you should help. Oh, me when you pass, sorry for them. Me will be our happy, you know. The love helps. Most of the time, when love gets hurt, people withdraw it. But love will be hurt. Somebody say love will be hurt. No. Number three. It enables you to love all people at all times. Somebody say, all people at all times. Say, all people at all times. Say it aloud, all people at all times. Yeah, the capacity to love enables you to love all people at all times. There are times where it is naturally difficult to love. You are married, your husband loses his job. And for one year, he has not gotten a job. And you, the wife, you are sustaining the home. Sometimes it can be so difficult for women on the average. But that is a moment of love. Love is being tried. Love is being tried. We live in a generation where we understand the average woman understands love as only when they are receiving. When they are giving, they don't see that it is also part of love. Women like enjoyment. When things are available, they enjoy. When things are not available, you must understand a good woman also understands endearment. Somebody say endearment. Endearment. It's not in the dictionary, it's my word. Endure, you, must, you must learn to endure. And when you are going to marry a woman, you must tell whether those two are in place. Yeah. If you just size her up and it's just a, the enjoying type, that's a prodigal wife. Yeah, it's a prodigal wife. Prodigal wife. One day I will show you how they, are, they, they come so that you can identify them. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. I mean, when I see them, no, I know. I will show you. Now, five, five ways. How to, how to release the capacity to love. How to release. Somebody say how to release. Now, here we are looking at how to bring it out. How do you bring it out? Do you agree that the capacity to love is within you now? Yes. Do you agree with me? Yes. Are you convinced? Yes. 
that the capacity to love is in you? Okay, how do we then release it? Number one, it begins with your nature. Somebody say your nature. Your nature. You know, there are people who say, it's our nature. It's our nature. You see, when you get born again, that ceases to be your nature. In your natural family, but in your spiritual family, are you understanding what I'm saying? That's what the Bible says. It says, if any man be in Christ, he's what? A new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There were some people who were working with Jesus as his disciples. And they didn't know the, the nature of Jesus. And the nature of the message Jesus was preaching. So, in Luke chapter 9, verse 51 to 56. Now it came to pass, when the time had come for him to be received, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Somebody say Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Where was he going to? Jerusalem. And sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. They are going to Jerusalem, but they pass through Samaria. And you know the Samaritans and the Jews, they have issues. Rivalry was very, very uh, strong in between the two. But they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. Verse four, four, When his disciples, James and John, somebody say James and John. Uh-huh. James and John. This is the man who later came to say that, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Before, before, he wasn't like that. That's why I know that no matter your nature, in this love series, God is changing you. Yeah. I said God is changing you. Yeah. He says, James and John, hear what they said. They said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? Praise God. Let's consume them. Let's kill them. Let's kill them by fire. Let's pray. Die, die. Die by fire. <laughs> but he turned and rebuked them and said, you do not know what manner of spirit ye are of. Ye are of. We live in a time and in a generation eh, it's very difficult to share spiritually deep, deep things about people with family members. When you see that a person's uh, mother or somebody related is operating with a, a familiar spirit and you make a mistake and you tell the person, you have almost dissolved the home. Praise God. That's the generation we live in. They will go and pray and kill the person now. Yeah. People don't understand the times and the dispensation. There was a time where you suffer not the witch to live. But we are living in times where your enemies must be allowed to live so that they can experience you eating at the table of the Lord. For he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. How can you prepare the table before you when you have killed all the enemies? So as you are killing them, all your tables are also going. Praise God. And let me tell you, that kind of prayer, I don't know who leads you to pray it, where they pray it. Have I prayed some before? Yes. Yes. Some time ago. Praise God. Yes. So if you have prayed some before, it's not new. But now, don't pray that prayer again. I said don't pray that prayer again. Because you see, what is it? It is a spiritual witchcraft we are doing. When 
ya do obi ko bosom so na na nyama kunima me na usu di nipa jina nyame nyame ya kunima me mayare a ebobono i mean what what how different are you woni a china maya ya the only difference i would you know you know your condition no so you know that's the only difference. The only difference. That's the only difference. What you know, you know, you are doing yours in a place called church, and this is in a shrine. You are not different from them. Praise God. You are not different from them. Pastor, do you believe in enemies? I believe in enemies because Jesus believes in enemies. But he never said prayer against your enemies. So why are you praying prayer that Jesus said you shouldn't pray? He didn't tell you to pray against your enemies. He said pray for them and you are not you are praying against them and you expect him to answer. May the Lord give you understanding. Amen. I said may the Lord give you understanding. Amen. Some people have killed so many people and still the problem that they were killing the person to solve that problem is still there. Sometimes even after they've killed the person it becomes even complicated. Why? Because nimojana gufom no against you. So it's now even complicating your matter. Praise God. Let me tell you, nobody needs to die again after Jesus died. Nobody needs to die for you to become anybody in life. Hear me and hear me well. Am I complicating to you? The only person whose blood was important enough for you to move from darkness to light was Christ Jesus. Mind you, listen, the worst of it all is that you also grow old. Because most of the time, witches are only old people. But there are young people who are, who are highly witchcraft. Praise God. Yeah. Highly. Very, very. Their wizard craft is on another level. Praise God. Let me show you. Biblically, one manifestation of a witch is stubbornness. Stubborn character. Rebellious. As I'm saying it, you are seeing that some young people around you are witches. You see, you are, you are seeing some of them. You are seeing some of them. You are seeing some of them. Some of them. By the time somebody grows old and they have become, she said, Omo mwa brabama, omo ye soba, and tibibia mpusu omo. Omo nsanko fona huwa mso mwa yabe ifo. You see? Oka se beye wo ni peni. Would you just wait? You see, I told you earlier, whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap. So, your mother is old, so it's a witch. Okay, so now old age is synonymous to witchcraft. Okay. Make sure you don't end his age. Because when you enter his age bracket, you, they won't call you a witch. They will call you the chairman or chairperson of witchcraft association. That's what they will call you. Am I communicating somebody here? Listen. Let our faith be planted on the right foundation. Your faith must be. A lot of people believe that their promotion is in the hands of somebody. I'm telling you, it's fake. It's fake. A lot of Africans believe that their promotion is in the hands of somebody. Your promotion is in the hands of principally God and in your own hands. I am telling you, you may not understand it today, but you understand it tomorrow. Your, your promotion is in the hands of God and in your own hands. How can you go to job and sleep and still believe that your promotion is in the hands of somebody? How can you? How can you? How can you sleep on the job? Then blame somebody for your promotion. No. 
So if your, your promotion is that, let's check uh, Psalm 60. Maybe I, I will not preach the rest. I will just close it. Psalm 60, let me show you something. Psalm 67, Psalm 75. Promotion. Somebody say promotion. Psalm 75, verse 6. 5 and 6, 75. Five. For promotion, please look at it or look at it. Everybody wants to be promoted. Even if your boss sits on it, when God tells him to move, he cannot stop but move. So instead of concentrating on him, concentrate on God. And then do what you are supposed to do. do promotion coming from where? From where? From all? Of? Your grandmother, her name is it. Promotion does not come. That's, it's not there. Go to verse 7. He said, but God is the judge. He put her down one and set her up another. That's what it means. Listen, if God is ready, and let me tell you, for God to promote anybody, eh, he doesn't just promote anybody. If you look at the people God promoted in scripture, they have character. They were not praying that other people die. Now that you are praying that this man should die, so you take his office. When you enter, three months, somebody will pray that you die. You see, all manner of foolish prayers have been prayed in the church. Because we don't understand this subject of love. Yeah, three months, you will die. You will die. As for him, he stayed on one year. You, three months, pe, pe, pe. no, cool. You say, oh, what a shock. It's not what a shock. They, sow, they seed you sold. It's what you are reaping. Listen, focus on God. Focus on God. God is, he said, the song we are, no one like you is it. When you sing a song like, do you really understand it? Nobody like God. It means when God decides to step in a matter, the matter is settled. But you see, instead of doing what God wants you to do, so he can step in the matter, you are not doing it, and you want him to step in. He doesn't step in like that. He won't step in like that. He won't step in. He won't step in. He won't step in. I know it is not very nice to preach like this to Africans. Yeah. But I'm preaching to Christians, not Africans. Praise God. I'm preaching to Christians, not Africans. You see, the Bible says, when a man's way pleases the Lord, he makes his enemies to be at peace with him. There's a certain way you walk with God. Even your enemies will testify that God is with you. They will, they will testify that God is with you. What did Satan not do to Job? Was he able to touch him? Was he able to touch him? At what point could he touch him? When God said, go and touch him. What do you call it? Uh, fetish priest in courts. Pastors who are fetish priests and they are wearing suits. Three-piece suits, four-piece suits. And they are all fetish priests. And we are all consultants. Just come to receive. That's, that's demonic. That's not Bible. Praise God. It's not Bible. It's not. But go to Jesus never said anywhere that pray against your enemies. Amen. Yeah. Are enemies real? Yes. They are very real. The people who crucified Jesus when he didn't do any, were they not his enemies? Did he pray against them? Say, Father, forgive them. But because you are greater than Jesus, you, Father, curse them. Father, kill them. Are you blessed? Yeah. Even if you are not blessed, pretend you are blessed. Because I'm, 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 
Praise God. Lift up your hands. Thank God and bless him. That he's changing you. He's changing you. Thank him that he's changing you. One day I will teach you how God uses your enemies to promote you. How you need enemies to advance. God uses your enemies. The people you want to, them to die. They are the ones God uses to promote you. If they die now, nobody will be there to promote you. <laughs> oh Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. The grace to walk in love. May that grace come upon you afresh. In the name of Jesus. May greater doors of opportunities open for you. You are blessed. You are blessed. Pastor Fuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fuakwa, please call 540 or 204 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumasi, Ghana. God richly bless you. <laughs>